This is the Morning Sports Desk for Wednesday, April 19th. And the 2-2 pitch, fly ball, right field, down the line of the corner towards Pesky's pole. That's going to go fair. It's a fair ball. It's a fair ball, and the Red Sox win the game. Down the right field line, near Pesky's pole. Verdugo kept it fair, and the Red Sox walk off the Twins in 10-5-4. Yeah, not a great uh, finish to last night's game, Corey. Uh, do you think they're going to be able to recover with only 145 games left? You know, Corey, I think this is. The, I think if the Twins don't win today, I think the season's over. Is that right? Yeah, you know, I think uh, it's a must-win game on April 19th. All right, let's talk. <laughs> that was sarcasm, by the way. Let's talk uh, uh, good reactions and bad reactions to yesterday's game. Okay, so, so my- what are some relevant, um, not overreactions to yesterday's game or the Twins in general right now? Uh, so the positive outlook you can have on this game is, eh, just didn't have it tonight. When you look at the the pitching on down, Sonny Gray only gave up one run. Only pitched five innings, though. Uh, threw a lot of pitches uh, in that I think he took him 100 pitches to get through five innings. So he really had to work at it. Uh, had a lot of base runners. Had a lot of things just not work his way. And the same thing, whether it was Duran, whether it was uh, um, uh, uh, whether it was Duran, Jack Steelbar, or Lopez, the Twins used all four of their guys, and neither one of them looked like they had a particularly great outing. Uh, and it was just a weird and fluky game. So you could just say, eh, just not our night we got to make some plays, but we'll move on, try and win the next couple games of the series because there are still two more before the Twins head back home uh, in this series with Boston. So that's the that's the more optimistic outlook. Max Kepler hit a home run. Maybe he starts to get things back on track. Uh, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. How about the Twins' offense in general? Now, they end up losing 5-4 uh, in extras like we just heard, but they had gone something like... 45 innings or something ridiculous with only a run scored it's been uh it's been a little light on the offensive end lately well and the twins got some offense but here's the the deal Corey. in the fifth inning the twins had the bases loaded with nobody out and they only scraped across one run and that was due to a carlos correa sacrifice fly so it's not like the Twins were necessarily uh getting the bats warmed up yesterday even in the 10th inning they had Bases loaded, nobody out, and the Twins got a run from a sacrifice fly of Buxton, and then they got an RBI ground out from Miranda. So the Twins scored two runs in an inning without recording an actual hit. And so I think, uh, I mean, this offense is in a rough spot. They made Chris Sale, who has an ERA of 11 through his first three starts, um, he pitched, made him, I think he retired the first nine guys on strikeouts. Like, it was a brutal uh, yeah, he struck out 11 in six innings. That's pretty good. It's it, it's the thing with this offense, is, and we mentioned it yesterday, Corey, this, this Twins offense has such a high potential if guys like Larnick and Buxton and Correa all play to their ceilings. Then you have guys like Vasquez, Taylor, who can kind of round out at the bottom of the order. Uh, there's some, you know, if Ed Julian can get himself going as a prospect, of course, Royce Lewis, Brooks Lee, all those other, Alex Kirilov, Jorge Polanco. Like, when this offense can play up to its potential, it's a really good offense. But the problem is, is when you're relying on a lot of young guys to contribute or a guy like Max Kepler to have a bounce back season or, you know, take your pick. There's just not a high floor for this offense. And right now we're seeing the lows of that. A very 2022 
offensive production for the Minnesota Twins, a very 2022 production from the bullpen, considering that Sonny Gray pitched five innings and they had to use all four of their main bullpen horses in game one of a series and in game one of a 13-game stretch or something like that. They don't have an off day until May 1st. May 1st is their next is their next off day. Um, yeah, after having one on on Monday... They're in. They're in a bit of a stretch. Then may for then they'd get a couple of Mondays off in a row, and I don't. Do they? Do they? Is this normal? Do they slam games in all across the league as early as possible to give themselves some wiggle room later? It's usually the exact opposite. They usually give multiple off days. Now the Twins got a couple in the first two weeks after the openers, but usually they try Which and are built in. Yeah, they try and build those in to give you extra rest. So the fact that the Twins only had three off days in the month of April is uh, typically not how it works in terms of a scheduling perspective, but it's kind of the... Now, things get a little bit easier for them. Uh, they have four off days throughout the month of May. Four in May, three in whatever comes after May. June? Yep, that sounds right. Th- that's the that's the month. Uh, so, I mean, whatever. you got to win the games in front of you. Uh, I think, and honestly, it was just a fluky game when it comes in terms of the... It, in terms of the bullpen usage in the lineup, it was a 2022 Twins performance. In terms of just the fluky ways the Twins found ways to lose the ball game was like the 2021 Twins. Like they're, the catcher's interference from Vasquez uh, to help get the tying runner on who would eventually go on to score, uh, whether it's uh, in extra innings where Vasquez, the very first batter of the inning, Moran comes in. The Twins are already down to very to the soft underbelly of their bullpen, and Vasquez drops a third strike and allows the ball to kick away, so the runner on second goes to third, and then there's a runner on first with nobody out. And uh, I mean, to, by the way, Miranda turning an unreal double play with the bases loaded and nobody out to almost think that they're going to save the game and then that weird, fluky walk-off that you just heard Provis and Gladden both like shocked and dumbfounded at the same time that that ball hit off the weird dimensions of right field. Uh, it's a, it's Corey, just a weird a weird loss and a weird game. Corey Provis doesn't get stymied very often. No. If ever. So for that to throw him off like it did, you knew it, it must have been weird. By the way, neither does Dick Bramer, and both TV and radio broadcast had about the exact same reaction. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. You could hear you could hear it in them that they wanted that ball to be foul so badly, and I can't say I blame them. Um I you know, I don't uh there are some bigger picture things, obviously, to look at with the offense being weird and, and now looking ahead to having to dig into your bullpen a little earlier than uh, in this stretch of games now that maybe that's that's not ideal. This is not going to be the first weird game they've had this year. No. And it's uh, or it was the first, and they're going to have a dozen more. That's yeah. just how it goes. It's, it's There's too many games for it not to be weird every once in a while. Yeah, there's there's so many games. So we're yeah, not uh, we're not trying to overreact after this. It was just their first ugly loss of the season. So you always kind of remember that first one. Or at least it's just to this point in the year. They've typically either played well enough to win ball games or they've just been, uh, you know, whatever. They've I think in almost every single loss this season – uh, that there's been a point where you're like, well, the Twins at least had a chance to win that game. There hasn't been many to that point where um, the reason they're out of the game has been because of the pitching. Did I word right. that correctly? Yeah. Like this is they one never of gotten the rare shelled. times. What's their record now? They're ten and seven. Yep. In seventeen games, the pitching has been problematic in 
what two of them it feels like and that the pitching's been really good and when we say problematic that means the the starter gave up four runs and only went six innings like right. so, so it's been a good performance from that aspect i think maybe this is the first loss where the twins really coughed it up where it felt like they should have just it was a weird game felt like they still should have came away and won but whatever the pitching is good enough to keep them in games and by is the, this typical, I should ask too. Like, isn't the pitching usually ahead of the offense, or is it the other way around? Pitching, I can never remember. Pitching usually is ahead of the offense, especially because it's cold. So you're playing in Boston when it's 50 degrees. I mean, if you're the Twins are going to play games this weekend, it's going to be like 40 right. in Minneapolis. So like the ball just doesn't carry as much as it do, does in the summertime. Uh, so typically, offense isn't as strong in this part of the season. That being said, the Twins still have, I think, the best or second-best team ERA in baseball, and they face some good lineups when you look at the Chicago White Sox, when you look at the Houston Astros, the New York Yankees. They face some good teams throughout that stretch and held their own, which, again, are they going to be the top ERA team in baseball all season long? Probably not, but will they be top five, top seven? I think based off this early track record, they've put themselves in a good position to do that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I would love. I would love to see that. I would love to be so wrong about um, about their pitching. I would. That that is the thing that will, I is going to be the most interesting thing as the season goes along because it is really fun right now. Three weeks in, mm-hmm. or however long it's been. Yeah, three, four weeks, something like that. And I I would love to see them be able to maintain this because it's. Um, Whatever we've seen, we've seen Twins teams hit tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of home runs, and it hasn't mattered. So this is one of the. I this feels more sustainable, at least as far as being successful goes. It's like the old adage in football: what always travels, defense, and in the same thing, it's kind of pitching. What always uh, can you count on most of the time, and that's uh, especially once you get towards later in the season, would be pitching. So yeah, it's a nice. Uh, it's a nice development for this Twins team and certainly something that they've been building, uh, trying to build for the last couple of years. Big couple games in the state tonight. Uh, hockey first. They're in game two of their series in Dallas are the Minnesota Wild. Remember they won that uh, three to two double overtime game the other night. They're scheduled to get started at 830. What do you think? Can they go into Dallas and get two? Uh, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Uh, let's uh, yeah, I mean, why not? They did it in game one. Now Dallas is going to be pretty motivated in game two. Uh-huh. Uh, so they're so mad about the Dumba hit. They're so, so mad about and, it. And and Ryan Suter is trying his darndest to injure Kirill Kaprizov with all the cross checks. Yep. That they're not calling. So yep. Uh, it'll be you know that'll be the kind of the storyline is how physical does Dallas get and do they just win based off sheer aggression alone? Of just being ticked off about, which is fair, by the way. Yeah, you went in and got one on their on their win home your home turf. games and steal one on the road. Yep, that's I think a- that's totally fine. I th- I do suspect it should be another really fun one. I'm a little more worried about the Timberwolves. They're down 1-0 in their series with the Denver Nuggets. They're scheduled to tip off tonight at nine. Um, someone in this building, I'm not going to say who. It wasn't you, and it wasn't me. Okay. Uh, thinks the Timberwolves can win two games in this series. All right. Do you agree with that? No. No, nah, I don't think they like can. in on any planet. If they played the series a hundred times, could they win? Well, yeah. two games in this. But I think if they played the series a hundred times, they might even win the series a couple. But sure. like, 
in this in this universe, in this setting, in this situation, in this simulation, whatever you want to use, uh, I think that the Wolves at best win one game, and they maybe win the first game back at the Target Center, and then get and then finish, and then the series is over. Sure. After that, but I mean, I don't know. The thing is, is they played so poor in the first game. Is it just a natural regression that you just end up playing better in the second one? Yeah. Now that you kind of felt each other out, you get a couple of days off again. Because keep in mind, the Wolves had one day off on that Saturday before they had to fly out to Denver and get ready for a playoff series after battling in two play-in games. It matters. Yeah, Denver had a whole week off to rest and yep. prepare. So maybe now maybe now that, that uh, evens out a little bit more. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they can. I. I. It's. It's going to be really, really difficult. And more than anything, honestly, is. I just don't think they're deep enough anymore. No. They've had too many um, injuries. I mean, a, a. A. They're an eight seed. That's not an accident. You don't play eighty-four games to decide you're an eight seed and have it be a fluke. And be like, how oh, we're a little mean? undervalued. Yeah. Um. But not having McDaniel's, not having Nas, uh, Gobert having back issues throughout all of this, he it's just not it's not adding up. Yeah, it's not adding up. As an aside, very quickly, um, and I don't hate Rudy Gobert. Have you ever seen anybody more athletic and less coordinated? A combination of athleticism and uncoordination at the same time is that guy. I mean, I know his back's hurting, so I don't know how much that equates to this, but every time uh, they is, lob him this one... This is 85 just... games of, of recognition here. Yeah. He's he's weirdly uncoordinated, isn't he? Yeah, you know, it's to be fair, it's hard to be coordinated when you're seven feet tall. There's just a lot of body to have to control. Yes. But not a great look for the Stifle Tower, no. But he is super athletic. The He can jump higher than everyone on the court. I mean, his hands are so high in the air when they throw him lobs, but if that lob doesn't hit him right in both palms, it's kind of funny to watch. He's just going to, like, tip it up again like a volleyball? Yes. He's just going to... Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm mostly just doing this to make fun. It's not like a... But, you know, his his free throw form is ridiculous. He's just like that whatever. That's that. Uh, it's It's funny to see someone as athletic as he is and not have the exact coordination to follow through sometimes. It might be a tough go. And also, when you are facing somebody who's the exact opposite, mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's got to defend Jokic, who is more coordinated than probably everyone on the floor and the least athletic. <laughs> he is the anti-Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Pretty. I don't know. I got, I got, I'm with you. I don't think they can win two games, but I don't think I'm – I don't think that's insulting to say yeah. that either. Yeah, I won't be upset if they do, but not even a little. Uh, and watch them come and win three in a row now and make it interesting. Exactly. Anything else we need to talk about? As they say in basketball, let's do that basketball. Go get buckets. Get buckets, son. All right, bye. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Wednesday, April 19th.